Hey man, this is Caleb. I'm here with Chris. Uh, we're talking about a principles from, from my life story that can be applied to your life to help you achieve a great and high level of success and to sustain it. So tune in. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by most exercises and workouts, whether they be running, biking, elliptical, rowing machine, traditional weightlifting, or even CrossFit, do not give you a balanced workout. And when you do workouts that neglect even one area, you're out of balance, resulting in pain and injury as well. Achieve your goals with the fitness program your chiropractor would love. Visit chrisjenke.com slash pod to watch the free video. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke. I'm joined today with Caleb Stennis. Caleb's a professional football player. Uh, Caleb, how are you doing today? I'm blessed, man. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing fantastic, and I really do appreciate you joining me today. Uh, give everyone just a little bit of background as far as how you got into football, how you got to the level that you're at, you know, college, all that, the backstory. Well, my story is a long one, but I'll try and, and make it abridged. Uh, you know, I was born and raised in Texas, um, where football is king. So from the moment you come out the womb, you basically play football. Um, and then I moved to Maryland where I finished my high school career. Like I moved to Maryland, right? Like my sophomore year in high school, finished, uh, finished playing high school football there as well as, uh, running track was a great, uh, track star sprinter. Um, and then I went to post-grad school for like a semester just to generate more, uh, interest. And then I went D division one, double a FCS for, uh, Robert Morris, uh, university, Played there for about uh, two, two to three semesters. And then I transferred down to uh, a junior college to restart my recruiting process just for a year. And then I transferred right back up to uh, Minnesota State Mankato where I finished out my collegiate career. And then I left early in 2017. And then from there, I pretty much turned pro. And when I was I was working to, to get on, you know, I was doing videos and all kind of stuff to try and get on and um did some profit like did like uh some some uh private pro days uh went to some cfl workouts you know did really well but it wasn't it wasn't sticking went to, got invited to the aaf workout got a uh an agent nfl agent and then i finally got on with uh the spring league in uh, austin where i did really well and then after the spring league um end up getting a publicist where I then shortly thereafter got on with the Frisco fighters, uh, got released there and then got signed immediately like the next day to the West Texas Warbirds. And then COVID happened. COVID happened, which sidelined everybody. And so, you know, that after towards the end of 2020, I then got signed again for the fan control football league going into 2021 went there, was just briefly there, 
uh, got released and then got signed again that same year to uh, the Oregon High Desert Storm. I was offered again by West Texas, but uh, I decided to go to the Oregon High Desert Storm. Uh, went to Oregon High Desert Storm in 2021 and did really well. I, I had uh, 12, 12 touchdowns through six games. I uh, was leading the league in rushing, leading the league in uh, touchdowns and uh, rushing touchdowns and uh, touchdowns per game or rushing touchdowns per game. And then uh, in the middle of the season, I was picked up by um, the Berlin Rebels in the German Football League, the first division of the German Football League, flew me out there. And it was, it was kind of crazy because, uh, you know, it was like, you know, they called me like two, you know, the time difference is crazy. They called me like two, three in the morning, offered me, you know, we got the deal done. Two year, two days later, I was on a plane out there, out to Germany. And, uh, you know, I finished out there, finished my season out there, you know, the last seven games, um, did really well. I think I, I came in like eighth in the GFL in rushing, um, you know, led the team in all-purpose yards, rushing yards, um, you know, and touchdowns, did really well out there. And so then, you know, came back uh, to the States and immediately hit the ground training again getting ready for this upcoming season and uh, was able to generate uh, about 15, 16 different offers, uh, maybe more wow. than that across uh, the indoor football league, the yeah. uh, champions indoor football league, uh, the Oregon, I mean, um, the uh, American West Com uh, American West football conference, the German football league, uh, the Poland it was, you know, Poland has its own league. Italy has its own league. I got offers from both of those leagues. These leagues are starting up, right? I mean, the Super Bowl's in two weeks, so the NFL's winding down. But you were telling me that a lot of these leagues are just starting up, right? They're just, they're like spring leagues and, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. They, they are talking about like real soon getting out there. Yeah, they, they all start like in March, April time frame. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did. Uh, receive an offer from the Tucson Sugar Skulls uh, arena team in the indoor football league, which is like the highest league in indoor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I end up signing with them. But like I said, uh, with the, with arena contracts, you can still uh, go up to a higher division, whether it be, you know, a Europe, a European league, like the European League of Football or the German Football League or uh the NFL, CFL, XFL, USFL, you know. So obviously you go, you, you you play arena ball so you can get to those higher leagues, you know what I mean? Right, right. That makes sense. So makes sense. this is uh, this is great. I know you grew up in Texas, but I would imagine it's still not uh, guaranteed that you're going to hit any kind of pinnacle like you have, you know, getting 15 pro offers. What were some of the principles that you used that were the most valuable that you think kind of took you to that next level that allowed you to excel as a running back and, and start to get some of that attention? Uh, I think, you know, the first one, it, you know, it, it, it's kind of, I wouldn't say it's cliche, but, you know, I just always had a unbreakable faith that I would make it to the NFL. And I'm still striving to make it to the NFL now, but I always had a, a undying faith that no matter what happens, somehow some way I'm gonna make it further than anyone else you know what I mean and most of the people that I went to high school with most of the people that I went to school with even people who may have been better than me at that time they didn't make it 
You know what I'm saying? They didn't make it professionally. They didn't make it beyond high school or beyond college into a professional career. Um, and so, you know, I, I persisted and, and, and I just persisted beyond every, every pitfall, every, you know, political situation, uh, every transfer, you know, so on and so forth, you know, COVID. I mean, things happen, but you just have to keep the mission, the mission. You know, what is your mission? You have to set that mission at the forefront and you have to be willing to do whatever it takes, you know, obviously uh, within, within integrity, you know, keep your integrity about you, keep your morals and values about you, your principles about you, but within those bounds, you have to be willing to do whatever is necessary, work as hard as you can. I mean, when I was in junior college, uh, you know, I was living in a uh, studio apartment with an air mattress. And man, I was, I was like living off of uh, a raw protein shake. You know what I mean? I was eating tuna every night. You know, I lost right. like 15 pounds. I had got down to like 175, which is like the lightest I ever been since high school, you know, but you know, I was just grinding so hard and I, I, I didn't have food, but I just knew like, I got to make it out of Juco, you know? So I was sent, I sent a th thousands of emails trying to, uh, you know, get back on, restart my recruiting process. Um, you know, I, I mean, I have several, several crazy stories within that one large abridged version that I gave you. So, right. yeah. So, so you're, you're living off of just like protein shakes and tuna and, trying to make it as a football player where you need to act, especially a running back, you need to add a little bit of mass. Yeah. Uh, I bet I would imagine that's a little bit challenging, but you know, like anything you're, you're trying, you're competing with all kinds of guys who want the same thing that you want. And yeah. um, how did, so how did you make it out of that specific situation? Cause you know, losing 15 pounds because you, you know, you can't afford to eat or you're just too stressed to eat or you're, you know, you're sending too many emails. Uh, how, how did you get out of that into the next level? And it was, it was, it was a crazy situation. Mo, mo, that would probably would have ended most people's career. Um, you know, I, I actually went to two junior colleges in, in 2015. I was at, I was at one and I was doing extremely well. And I got recruited to go to the number two junior college in the nation. So I transferred there in the summer, but because of the, uh, 10, it was a 10 man out of state rule. I was ruled out. So I couldn't play for 2015. So I'm over there, you know, basically just practicing as hard as I can, practicing as hard as I can. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna flip this practice film and still make a highlight because I was just dominating just in general and practice so hard. And even though I was, even though I was losing weight, I was still pound for pound, one of the strongest people there. And I was always one of the fastest wherever I went. I was always one of the fastest, a 4-3 guy, 4-4 guy, legitimate. So, um, you know, I, I put all that practice film together at the end. And, uh, you know, I make my all my own highlight tapes, made that highlight tape, and I just blasted it out, blasted it out, blasted it out, you know, to all the top 25 Division I, Division Division II, and Division I AA schools. And I did it in waves. I did it in waves, uh, you know, sent out a wave, you know, at strategic times, like early, early in the morning. So I could like be the first email they see, you know, and then I continued this process. And before it was all said and done, I had generated 15, 20, 20 offers, you know, from various divisions, D1, 
double uh, A, D two, uh, NAIA, you know, different offers. But uh, you know, Minnesota State actually flew me out there for a workout. You know, they they recruited me at the time. I think they were they were regularly top five uh, in D two. And so, you know, I flew out there, had an excellent workout, you know, you know, if you're in a situation like that where you don't have the film or you don't have all the bells and whistles attached to you because, you know, things just didn't go your way in your career, then you got to look like money when you show up on, yeah, show up, yeah. show, show up live in person with yeah. goods. So yeah. I, yeah. So I came out there, I think I jumped like a 36 bird. I ran wow. like a two, six flat or two, six, one. Uh, 20 and then I did like a 401 shuttle and I hit like 21 21 reps on bench and I think I was like 185 at the time yeah. and then uh, <clears throat> they offered me a dual scholarship on the spot for uh, football and track as a sprinter mm -hmm. I hadn't ran track in years but I was just that fast that I could still yeah, do yeah. and so you know that's how that's how that happened man it was just it was just persistence man persistence and just you just have to like you it has to go beyond faith you have to have the the kind of faith it's not like a i hope that i'm gonna make it you gotta know you know what i'm saying you gotta know everything that you do from how you work out you know how you practice everything that you do everything that i did you know i read a book years ago years ago called the champion's mindset mm. or the champion's mind and it was about this it was this guy he uh he got his PhD in sports psychology and he went all around the world uh, talking to all the best athletes, Olympic level athletes, you know, world champion athletes. And he talked to them about all the different mental techniques and things that they do, their mindsets, everything that they do. And he compiled it in a book. And there was something that I read about this, this lady, she was an Olympian. She said, obviously, you know, to prepare for the Olympics is, is four years. You know, it's four years of just straight training, eating. And she said, every decision that I made, directly or indirectly, I tied it to, is this going to help me win the gold medal? Right. You know, and that's that's the decisions that I made. Is this going to help me? Every decision that I made, everything that I ate, everywhere that I went, you know, everything I did, is this going to help me get to the NFL? Is this going to help me get to college? You know, et cetera, et cetera. And so I just maintain that mindset. I just always maintain the mindset that even when things weren't going my way or if I was in a, in a strange situation or a, a less than ideal situation, hey, this is a stepping stone. You know, this is not the end for me. Like I never, I was always almost like a, you know, like a lion. Like if I see a box, you know, I'm I'm a turn and find, a, I'm a always find a way out. You know what I mean? Find a way out, find a way to keep moving forward. Right, you know? right. I like that. So, what are, what do your workouts look like these days? As you're 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 vying for contracts, and what what do you do to work out right now to push to the next level? Well, uh, I have a trainer, so I have a trainer. Uh, we go actually. I had a session this morning. Uh, we go every every morning around uh, seven thirty, eight o'clock. Work out for about an hour, hour and a half, and then some days I do two days where I go. And then do skill work as well. So more position specific uh, work on the field, footwork, uh, ball drills, you know, various different drills to prepare me for what I'm going to do on the field. And uh, I just keep that formula, keep that formula. Um, and, that, and that's pretty much how I do, man. You know, it, it's 
all you it's really about showing up you know you set the plan you know you, you make sure that your plan is good make sure that what you're doing day by day is going to contribute to the overall product that you put on the field um and then you know the rest should take care of itself you know pray you know and uh eat eat the right things eat the right things uh, make sure that your diet is on par um, and then, you know, I record a lot of my workouts. So if you go on YouTube, you can find, I put like part one of, of, of uh, my, my uh, off season workouts on YouTube uh, for the 2022 season. And it's like 15 minutes worth of workout videos, you know, and it's good stuff too. You know, it's, it's entertaining to watch. It's not like, you know, some guy just doing the ladder, you know what I mean? Right, like it's, right. it's worth watching. So <laughs> I got another video like that too, from my, uh my previous off season before this last before this last year so yeah both yeah, of those yeah. are on youtube yeah i do all kinds of stuff man sprinting sprinting yep. on a uh, high speed treadmill uh band resisted sprints you know all the weight you know weight room stuff you can think of it's very explosive stuff but we also get in the heavy weights you know snatches squats um it's just a lot of stuff dealing with balance, uh, shoulder mobility, shoulder health, um, conditioning, um, speed work, like uh, uh, raw speed work, technique work, um, you know, programming your body to move, like different moves can be programmed into your body. You know what I mean? You do this, you, you practice specific moves, you can program them into your, into your body to where you just do it naturally. And it just comes out. So, you know, we do what I would call body programming or skill training. Right, right. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of it's kind of like, you know, jambalaya. You throw a bunch of different ingredients in there and you just mix it up and it tastes right. good. It tastes really you know? good. Add a little spice to it, a little speed, a little, uh, yeah. And, and just the love, you know, I can tell you have the love for the game. Obviously, you've been doing this for a long time. And then just the the overall, you know, you could be as fit as you want, but if you don't have that field vision, you don't know how to hit the holes, stuff like that. So I'm sure you practice all that and you've been doing that forever too. What would you, what would you tell somebody, let's say they're, I mean, whether they're an athlete or not, we can go both directions, but even if they're not an athlete, what would you tell somebody if they are hitting that, what they, what looks like a wall? And, and we know there's always a way around it, over it, through it, whatever, but maybe it looks like a wall at that moment. What do you tell that person? Like, what's your, what's your motivational speech to that person at that point? Are you done? You know, that, that's, the first, that's the first thing you got to add. You got to ask yourself. And even, even in the weight room, you know, I talk to myself, you know, I just had a hard set, you know, I'm tired. I just be like, you're not done, Kevin. You're not done. You know, I just, I just speak to myself, but you just gotta, you have to know before you even get started, don't get in the middle and then be like, hold on, wait a minute, let me reevaluate. You got to know before you even get started, how badly you want this. Because where there's a will, there's a way. And that's the truth. That is the God honest truth. Where there's a will, there is a way. As long as you have a will that is strong enough to persist beyond any obstacle, the way will present itself. The way you will find the way. You will find the solution to the problem. You will figure out, you know, what to do. That's like, so in 2015, I got my... Uh, in, in 2015 or 2014, I was like, man, you know, um, I, I needed to, I wanted to learn how to eat right because nutritionists 
just charge crazy rates, even for one meeting. It was like $500 for one meeting, you know what I mean? For some handouts. I'm like, no, you know, so I'm, I need to figure out how to eat. So I just thought to myself, like, man, you know, I, I really want to learn how to eat. All of a sudden, I started getting emails randomly from Precision Nutrition. And I applied and I was like, oh, you know, they had their year long program and it was like some crazy price. I was like, oh, I don't have that money. But when I when I dove into it more, they had a payment plan for 12 months that allowed me to do like $80 a month for the year. So I was able to do that. I did that and I was doing the uh, National Academy of Sports Medicine. That was a good one. uh, 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 Certified personal training certification at the same time and I was taking summer classes and I was doing a sports performance internship uh, for uh, Bobby Stroop who runs APEC, who's Patrick Mahomes trainer, Kendall Hunter, uh, some of those guys out in Tyler. And I was working out uh, at least twice a day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for a while. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I was juggling all these things, but I knew the end result is by the end of this year, I want to be a personal trainer. I want to have that certification so I can flip that to make money and help people, you know, because it's one thing if you're just saying this, but then you just like everybody else, like you need credentials to validate what you're saying. So I want to have that. I want to be well-rounded. I want to complete this internship and and do it and do it all at the same time. Get it all done in one in one fell swoop. You know, I don't like taking a long time to do things. I like to just yeah. boom. You know what I'm saying? Get it done. And, uh, you know, I just I just had the mindset that no matter what happens, I'm going to finish this. And that and that's the mindset that you have to have when you start something, you have to. Have it to where there is no there's no plan B. Like when you really have faith in what you're what you're what you're trying to do, there is no there is no plan B. I ain't saying that it's not wise to have a plan B. You know, I ain't saying that it's the wisest thing. It's the most prudent thing. But you will find that everybody who had a plan A and they stuck to it, eventually it worked out. Right. Eventually it worked out. You know, some of the most successful people in the world. So I I would say to them, where there's a will, there's a way. And, uh, you know, I read this. I was reading this book recently, uh, Millionaire Success Habits. Yeah. And he was talking about this. this method that he that uh he hired this guy and this guy taught him he's and he was called seven levels deep and so he he asked him you know like what is a goal like let's just say your goal is you know to get lean and he said okay you know you've told me that you want to get lean but why do you want to get lean well you know i, I want to um, look good for my family okay you told me that you want to get lean because you want to look good for your family but why do you want to look good for your family you know and it just goes seven levels deep and then he said every time for some reason seven was the magic number to where they got to their deepest why. What is your deepest fueling why that keep that's going to sustain you beyond the pain, the loss of relationships, the failures, the twists and turns, et cetera, et cetera, as you go down that path. You know what I mean? And the more you can identify with that seventh layer, as opposed to the top layer of like, I want to look good in a bathing suit in a month, you go low, you go deep, then that's, that's how you take the hits metaphorically. Right. So well, because it's going to, it's going to supercharge your emotion. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's going to go deeper than, 
mental, you know, like mentally, like I know that I want to do this, right? But then there's something that's that's deep inside you that almost, you know, jerks that tear out of your eye. Mm-hmm. That's where you that's what you want to pull from, you know. What goes into that level of faith, like you were talking about, just having faith, like I'm going to make it to the NFL. And it's and like you said, it's deeper than emotion. It's it's a knowing, it's a it's a depth of a character. It's like your character, it's part of you, it's who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Caleb, um, how how do people get in touch with you? Social media, website. I want to give you a chance to to talk about anything you have going on with that. Yeah, man. So I, I'm pretty accessible, man. You you can hit me on Twitter uh, at c the number five underscore go crazy. Uh, then you can also hit me on my Instagram uh, at c the number five underscore go crazy and then you can look me up on facebook as well uh caleb stennis you know and then i i have like you know a kajillion videos on youtube as well you know good content highlight videos and all kind of different videos that i can be uh you can find me on youtube you can find me on any social media you can find me on snapchat too and i think it's at little at little texas with uh or no it's a at Texas 05, and then it's a uh, Texas is spelled with two X's. So you can find me on Snapchat as well. Um, you know, I'm all for helping people out and, and helping people just guiding through life, you know, also doing ministry and helping people get healing, helping people get uh, guidance and direction, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, I wish you all the best, and I know you're going to go really far, hoping to see you uh, in a 49ers jersey, but if you end up playing for the Cowboys, I'll still root for you. So, um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I, 49ers is balling, though. Man. I, Jimmy they're... G shocked me, man. He's doing his thing, so. They, uh, I, I think they didn't They didn't play very well against the Cowboys, but. Uh, Debo did. Out. Debo did. Debo did. Yeah. And then they played pretty well against Green Bay in the snow. That's, uh, I'm sure you played a lot in the snow in Minnesota, but uh, that cannot be easy. Yeah, no, no. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't as bad as you would have thought. Like for some reason, I don't know, the Lord must have lined up. It was mild. Now when I was in, when I was at Robert Moore's, the weather was terrible. (laughs) It was terrible. It was like just the nastiest cold for and it lasted so long that that winter went I, I think I got there in the fall of 2013 the winter went for till like March April May let's see March Jeez. April of 2014 like it was just a long I mean ice was still on the side of the road it was like <laughs> it was crazy man Ugh. oh man yeah. That does not sound fun. Well, you playing? You're talking about going to Germany or Poland? Expect more of that, right? Yeah, I'm looking at. I'm looking at Germany. Uh, I like the the European League of Football. So mm-hmm. you know, talking to some teams over there. Uh, that's that's a, a a big possibility. And then also, like I said, I have uh, offers in the German Football League, the GFL uh, GFL one, which you know I could go back to my team, uh, the Rebels. And then there are some other teams that have offered me there. So, you know, I could go back to that league. It's fun. And then also we have uh, the FAM, which is a new league, the uh, 
the Soy family, you know, Trent Richardson is going to play over there and several other ex-NFL guys uh, are going over to play uh, in one of the Mexican leagues. So, you know, all, all of them are, are great opportunities. I would, I would encourage anybody who's trying to be a professional uh, football player to look into all those leagues, you know, because right now as a professional football player, it's never been a better time to be a pro football player than it is now. It's so mm. many jobs out there. There's so many you know? leagues, right? Yeah. yeah, so many leagues. I mean, you know, if you, if you don't have your passport, I don't know what you you like. You're behind the eight ball. Like you, can't, <laughs> right. you can't even right. accept. No, hundred percent. I dare say yeah. three fourths of the of the opportunity. Two two fourths, three fourths of the opportunities because you can't go nowhere. You right. landlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, Caleb, we're uh, this has been a great interview. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I just want to kind of conclude and and remind everybody that although Caleb's achieved a very high level of success with football specifically. You know, even if you're watching this and you're not an athlete, you can learn from his principles, uh, just knowing what you want, expecting it, knowing that you're going to put in the work, sending out thousands of emails early in the morning, you know, all those good things. And eventually something's going to move. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. And um, we will be following you for sure. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much for having me on. You know, hopefully uh, somebody will be able to watch this and, and glean something from it. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.